0: You're listening to the hockey podcast network new shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. season won't be around forever so get in on all the action now with DraftKings the leader in one day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple just pick your lineup stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective, with pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And
2: now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, May the 4th. I know if you're a Star Wars fan, you're excited because it's uh, May, the, uh, May the 4th Be With You Day. That's always uh, what we get on this this day uh, each and every year. Uh, But we are here to talk, not Star Wars, but NHL hockey uh, on this Tuesday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Ian Cameron, your host, Jimmy Murphy with me as well uh, as we're ready to break down the Tuesday slate. A lot of rematches tonight. Uh, A lot of the same matchups we saw uh, last night. Uh, The same two teams back in action tonight. So you could say this is a rematch night, revenge night, uh, whatever you want to call it. But we'll get to the games in just a second. We'll look back first on the monday slate we'll get to the games first and then of course we'll talk about the uh, incident that's got everybody uh up in arms or at least most people uh the tom wilson uh you know shit show that went down at madison square garden last night in new york but you know last night we saw the uh, give the buffalo sabers credit huh i mean wow michael hauser pretty cool story uh with michael hauser last night for the sabers you know a guy that's been toiling in the echl and the minor leagues of hockey For many years, is now 28 years old, gets an opportunity to be a starting goalie last night for the Sabres. And they pull the monster upset, come back from a deficit to beat the New York Islanders uh, as huge underdogs in that one. Pretty cool moment for him. Uh, So cool that they're right back with him in net tonight uh, in the uh, turnaround against the Islanders in the back-to-back tonight. So pretty cool moment for him uh, as the Sabres, again, not being a pushover for any team right now that they play. Uh, And they showed it again last night. Uh, The Minnesota Wild, we had to check on our uh, boy, Terry Edelman. We had to make sure he was still breathing. Uh, We had to make sure he was still alive. He still had a pulse following what the Minnesota Wild did last night. Uh, Unbelievable, uh, really, what happened. Because uh, it was 5-3 with about as little as, you know, three or four minutes left in that game. And and Minnesota ended up uh, making it 5-4. Uh, They end up pulling the goalie. They strike again from Kaprizov to tie the game at five. uh, And then the go-ahead game-winning goal just seconds left later putting the golden knights in a state of shock really everybody in a state of shock an unbelievable comeback for the minnesota wild down two in the third with only minutes to go and they come back and not only win they win in regulation i believe that was one of jimmy murphy's calls on the uh, card last night too so uh, minnesota in regulation finds a way to get it done Uh, unbelievable job boston bruins uh put the uh Uh, boots to the new jersey devils really impressive performance i think the shots were 16 to 1 at one point in the first period uh bruins ready to go and and they got it done pittsburgh falls flat to the flyers they just laid a clunker laid an egg a stink bomb whatever you want to call it uh the washington capitals will get to of course the main incident here with uh wilson but they beat the rangers uh but overshadowed by the fact and we'll get into it now uh look uh it was I know some people are going to say that the defenders of what's happened and the defenders of Tom Wilson only getting a $5,000 fine here are going to say that's just your typical scrum after the whistle that can sometimes get rough, that can sometimes get physical. It wasn't a a hit to the head. It wasn't one of those isolated, you know, one-on-one contact things or a knee-on-knee, a vicious knee-on-knee that you sometimes see guys get suspended for. It was a scrum after the whistle. I get it. But it is reckless, dangerous behavior from someone that's involved in far too much reckless dangerous behavior in his hockey playing past when he goes in there not only the it's the first thing he does was a sucker punch to the side of the head of Buchnevich when he's lying on his frickin stomach you know, on the ice, that's the first thing he did. And give credit to Panarin, who's just a small guy. He jumps on the back of uh, Wilson trying to defend his teammate. And then there's Wilson basically grabbing him, almost like a mini slew foot. I think I saw a little bit of a movement where he's trying to kick the leg out from under Panarin. And then sure enough, he slams him down to the ice. And Panarin does hit his head on the ice when he went down and thank goodness it was the side of the head he didn't land flush on the skull or we're talking about something potentially devastating and catastrophic to artemi panarin last night in that game um it was just way too excessive you don't have to be that physical that rough especially on a guy that you know is going to find it difficult to fight back against you from a size perspective fighting is not panarin's thing um and that to me is why to me i'm in the camp of Tom Wilson going too far here, uh, going over the edge. And because of the fact he's been involved in so many incidents in the past, you can say what you want. Sometimes it's going to get rough. Sometimes someone's going to get hurt in a scrum. I get it. And that's the defender saying that. And that's why they say, okay, we're fine with no suspension, but why I'm not fine with it is because of who did it. Uh, And the way he was excessive with his actions, his physical actions on the ice, like he was, Punching a guy in the side of the head when he's not looking. He's not even looking at Wilson. And he punches Buchnevich right in the side of the head. And then he throws Panarin down to the ice. Uh, and then, of course, hits the side of his head. Thank goodness. Thank gosh, it was the side of the head. Uh, because it could have been something a lot worse than that. Um, and uh to me, it's just it should have been a suspendable offense based on everything else this guy has done. He's creeping closer and closer and closer to Matt Cook. Rafi torres territory to be quite honest with you that's where we're that's where we're trending with tom wilson how many more times do you have to slap him on the wrist and try to be light on him and, and he doesn't get the clue he doesn't get the message and it's the same old shit over and over and over again so i don't agree with it uh, that there was a fine and no suspension there should have been something here uh, in this game and there's bad job all around not only by wilson but who on earth and i can't imagine for the life of me what kind of bird brain what kind of fucking moron you have to be it running the social media capitals Twitter feed last night putting that meme and that image up there where you know of, of tom wilson uh and basically making light uh, of the incident and saying hey it's okay uh tom wilson's just doing what he's doing here unbelievable you notice it got removed i mean yeah. i'm sure ted leonsis uh got word of it the owner of the capitals and said you got to shut that shit down take that thing right off right now uh, I'm sure he got. Uh, he, he probably was the one that uh, got it uh, taken down. Uh, no question about it. Uh, but definitely, to me, should have been a suspension of some kind. Uh, again, the detractors, Jimmy, will say it was a scrum. Sometimes someone's going to get hurt in a scrum, but you don't have to be that demonstrative and slam a guy to the ice, almost a mini slew foot, and have his head scra- like basically cr- almost crack open on the ice. It was that scary and that close to being something really, really uh, unfortunate for Artemi Panarin, who now, by the way, is going to miss the rest of the season. And props to Sam Rosen, you know, in the Ranger broadcast when I saw that live. Because I actually saw it live as it was happening, and he was disgusted by it. And he he was doing it in a calm, you know, measured manner. I know some other, Jack Edwards, for instance, when something like that happens to a Bruin player, he'll go off the rails. Rosen did it in a calm, measured manner with his... Tyrade to Wilson. I like when he's Wilson's doing the flex, like, oh, look how tough I am. Look how mean I am. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's impressive. He says, I, I got a chuckle out of that. But uh, nevertheless, I didn't agree with only a fine and no suspension with uh, Tom Wilson. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? I know you've got some thoughts. You uh, mentioned them on Twitter last night. Uh, Tom Wilson, here we go. Uh, when on earth are we going to not have a story to talk about with this guy?
1: Well, first of all, let me just say flat out, uh, to get it out of the way, just so you know, uh, I'm trying to be as objective as I can, but I, I never have like Tom Wilson. I, I I've given the benefit of the doubt in the past and said he's one of these players. You you know you love him if he's on your team, you hate him if you don't. But it's it's worse, and that's a Brad Marsh, in, Okay, there's a difference between Brad Marsh and and, and Tom Wilson, and 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 for pe- for all these analogies and these what aboutism experts out there that came at me last night when I went off on Wilson, just throwing me Martian clips. No, like he licks somebody. Nobody's, nobody's going to a hospital from a lick. Well, I, I don't know unless he's got some kind of disease or something, but you know, nobody's going to a hospital from a lick. No, you know, like, nobody's getting seriously hurt from a lick. And then somebody said, Oh, well, what about when he sucker punched the guy in uh, Columbus there and all that? Yeah. I went back and checked it out. Actually, it wasn't nearly as bad as what Wilson did last night or what Wilson has done in the past. And, my thing with Wilson too is you, you can't compare him and Brad Marchand because Brad Marchand is like uh, you know a little midget like me here, you know five six five seven five eight whatever, and Wilson's a monster. And Marchand will go after guys twice his size. Wilson never fights anyone his size. He's always going after a little guy. He's like the big schoolyard bully. And what the NHL is telling us now with five you know with a $5000 fine that's it is that they they they're behind bullying they're behind behavior like this they're fine with that it's just a little scrum no it's not just a little scrum and by the way you're about to get thrown into the national sports media spotlight even more with your new tv deal starting next year all right is this do you want to go in when you're trying to lure in new fans and I get violent sells but stupidity doesn't and do you want to go in and have this be what you're trying to sell to those marginal fans or those non-hockey fans that you're trying to lure in on TNT and ESPN? I don't think so. I, I think they completely dropped the ball here. And I, I, I know right now, I'm telling you right now that there, there is some dissension in what happened here amongst some people in the NHL player safety department. They're embarrassed that this was a decision that was come to. There's people I know that work in that department right now that are, that are good people and do the right thing when they can. And this was not the right thing. And and I don't know who, you know, it's Paros or whoever who's making the final call here. It's a joke. And another thing that this shows me too is one thing that's not being spoken about enough in this situation is Tom Wilson is an NHL player rep for the Washington Capitals. That is playing a major role in why this piece of shit coward keeps getting away with stuff. It's because the NHL doesn't want to Rob the PA there's been, you know, there's been a CBA harmony lately. They they've been getting along. They've been getting things done credit to them and they don't want to rock the boat too much right now and, and have to deal with any problems with the NHL PA. So basically this guy's getting a free pass and you people say, Oh, we got suspended 20 games. Well, really? They reduced it to 14 or he got suspended seven for Carlo. He should have got 14 for Carlo. and he should have got about 20 to 25 minimum. For what he did last night. What is the difference between what Sean Thornton did to Brooks Warpik. What is it? Seven years ago now in 2014. Go look up the video. I just tweeted it to go look at that and tell me what the difference is to what Wilson just did to Bucinevich. Tell me nothing. There is no difference. It was almost the exact same play, but just from a different angle. And the problem is, as I was saying to you off the area, and this is the end of my rant. Don't worry. Is that this stupid league continues to base things on result. They punish the result and not the act. And until somebody gets knocked out like Orpik did, or until somebody gets serious brain damage like so many players in the past have, and they file a lawsuit, or somebody goes to the hospital, and or somebody, God forbid, dies, and that's coming. Trust me. That will come in the next five years if the NHL doesn't get their shit together. Somebody will die on the ice. I guarantee it. And until they start to punish the act and not the result, that's where we're headed.
2: Yeah, I mean, that. you know, you know how close we were to, I don't want to say a death, but like serious, like a, a splitting open of someone's skull and serious damage. Uh, you know brain damage for life that's how close we were with if he lands basically a, a quarter of an inch or you know uh, th- maybe a, a few degrees one way or another angle wise with his head and his skull on the ice it could have been something catastrophic and pr- potentially tragic last night with our panarin uh, in that situation jimmy's going off but we got to hear him first
0: <laughs> I'm go. all
1: for fighting don't get me wrong I mean I like fights I think there's a time and a place for him if, if it's a right if it's organic and, and it develops from the moment in the heat of the moment I've got no issues with it I, I think it still needs to be part of the game and I know that people are going to say well you can't you can't have it both ways well no there's a big difference between fighting and what Tom Wilson does there's a very big difference now will, t- will Tom Wilson answer the bell if somebody comes after him next game yeah he will I'll give him credit there but then again, so did Matt Cook. That didn't make change the fact that Matt Cook was a coward piece of shit like Wilson. It, it's just it, it, enough is enough. And you know what? I will have no issues. And He's an idiot, too. He picked the wrong team to do this to last night. This is a team that clearly told us, the, you know, last week. We spoke about it yesterday. On Saturday, they clearly said, that's it. We're throwing in a towel. We don't give a shit about this season anymore. So yep. you think they give a shit if one of their fourth-line players – has a suspension that carries into a few games next season. But after he goes out and gets Tom Wilson. If I'm if I'm the Rangers right now, I'm picking whoever they think they don't need the most in the first few games of the season next year. And I'm I'm throwing in a bunch of money, get it all together, throw it in a hat for him. Here you go, buddy. Now go take him out. Take his knees out, take his face out, hurt him. Hurt him the way he's hurt so many. And that's what's gonna happen. And it's the NHL's fault.
2: Yeah, uh, there, there's definitely uh, some. There's definitely some truth to that. That there could be retribution because he's going to play. Yeah, you what know are he's going to lose.
1: What do the yeah. Rangers have to lose right now? Why? Why wouldn't the Rangers go after uh, Baxstrom? I don't think Ovechkin's going to play, but why won't they go after Baxstrom? I would. Yep. You want to go after Panarin? Okay, yeah. we're going to take. Uh, I mean, that, gonna take out. If that's what the NHL wants, and they nope, want it to get the, like the, that, I'm, they're in big trouble.
2: That's the thing. I mean, at least if you suspend him, that's the thing. He's not he's not going to be back for a while. It's going to at least diffuse the situation. It's going to at least make the team that had that happen to their player Panarin in the Rangers case. It's going to relieve them a little bit. It's maybe going to calm them down. Calm the waters a little bit. But now no suspension and you know damn well the next time they play the Capitals, uh they're going to be looking to fix uh, set things right because you you got you hear everything that Sabanajad and everybody, the Rangers players, Quinn said uh, in that uh, after that uh, game last night, uh, and they were absolutely livid uh, with the fact that uh, what happened. And, and you know that if they have a chance maybe to uh, do something about it, uh, they may be able to take advantage of it So uh, and, and act on it uh, the next time they face uh, Tom Wilson in the Capitals. So, yeah, unfortunate situation there. Uh, but, uh, again, Tom Wilson in the spotlight, once again, for all the wrong reasons. Uh, Unfortunately, it's
1: sad too because he could be a great player. I mean, he's, he's a got,
2: good player. He, that's what Rosen yeah. said on the MSG broadcast. He says, "I like his game. He's a good player," uh, but you can't like it when he's getting suspended for this and that and, and the, the whole other antics in the box up. too. Going yeah. like this and flex. Grow up. Yeah,
1: Seriously, grow up. What? What are you in high school? Yeah. Like, get a life. Seriously.
2: <laughs> doing doing that because oh, you took out Buchnevich and Panarin. Yeah, you know? and actually, I like the I like the yeah, Twitter. You're cool. Uh, yeah, the Twitter feed that, uh, or the Twitter post that someone had, they have, yeah, Panair or Tom Wilson when he can uh, dom- or dominate and takes on someone that won't fight back and he's like this. And then they show a shot of him cowering when Matt Martin's going after him uh, yep. in a game previously. Yeah, it's like, yeah, when he's dealing with someone in, in, in his weight class, someone that will fight him back. Yeah, it's a different Tom Wilson, isn't it? A little yeah. bit in that case. Yeah, I'll tough. tell you you, you brought up
1: the social you brought up the social media guy. I know we got to get into the games, but man, what a what a tone deaf idiot, whoever that social media guy that's was not
2: being tone account. deaf. That's just being a fucking moron. It's not, it's not even tone deaf anymore. Yeah, I don't know, Ian a, a lot of imbecile I, at that point.
1: I I, I I well, you know what the problem is in and I'm gonna sound like an old man here, you know, the old miserable man. But you know a lot of these Site, a lot of these Twitter handles are run by like 22 year old interns just out of college. That, that's the problem with some of these teams, right? And, the, and they're they're still they're still growing up, so to speak. You know, just like Tom Wilson's got to grow up. A lot of these kids have to grow up too when they, they get out of college and they're still doing the social media there for for an NHL team. And sometimes they're in over their head and they they think something's going to be funny. Yeah, you're right. It's an imbecile move, but I, I, I just think that you know. You, you said it right I guarantee it was Leontes because he's a he's a classy guy he wouldn't he, he wouldn't oh, allow yeah. that yeah. you know so but it, that was just I'm like oh this is not gonna end well that tweet will not age well
2: no no it won't and sure enough you know only five minutes after I retweeted it I just I failed to load tweet because it had been taken down and you're right that's a call from the owner I'm positive yeah. for that because he is a good man <laughs> somebody Leontes. out of a job that's is that. what it is yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think they're finding a new social media uh yeah. convener. Uh, here uh, moving forward for this uh, Washington Capitals Twitter feed. Uh, nevertheless, um, we'll move on we'll, uh, to tonight's uh, NHL yeah. slate, uh, but certainly that's going to add a little juice to the Capitals Rangers tomorrow night, and we'll yeah. break that down uh, on the Wednesday card. Uh, we'll start our Tuesday slate, five games with Boston, uh, New Jersey. Again, these are all rematches uh, from last night. We've got Boston minus 230, road favorites, total five and a half here uh, across the board in this one. Uh, the return of Yarrow Halak tonight, Jimmy, uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins. He will be the uh, starting goalie uh, for Boston uh, in this game against the Devils. Uh, we'll see where the Devils go for their goalie. They haven't confirmed anybody yet on this uh, back-to-back situation. But, hey, the monkey is off the back for the uh, Bruins uh, as they take care of business against New Jersey uh, last night. Uh, definitely a team that is uh, trying to uh, make sure uh, they keep uh, in a, in, you know improving. Uh, going into the playoffs playing good hockey. I think there is some onus that the Bruins want to do that. Uh, Will they keep it going here tonight? That remains to be seen. Uh, Second night of back-to-backs. I don't really have a strong feel for this game. I know I uh, had the uh, over last night and it stayed under, but maybe tonight I might go back to it. We'll see. I'm not, you know, it's been a while since Halak's played, and let's be honest, he didn't play all that great the last time we saw him in between the pipes for the Bruins. He was fighting the puck quite a bit, uh, no question, but Boston is playing pretty good uh, defensive hockey right now. They really have shored up that game. They're not giving away a whole lot. The Buffalo game was just one of those efficient, you know, sturdy, sound, defensive, grinded-out type wins. Same with last night. They didn't give New Jersey much. I lean to the over. Don't know if I'll bet it, but that's the lean for me, over 5.5 here. Uh, nothing on the side. Jimmy, what do you think? Bruins and Devils.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you always get. I, I wish I did. I did a little more research. I was just busy this morning, but um, I, I'd i like to see the record of teams in the game after they clinch the playoff berth. I don't have it in front of me, but you know, there's always that potential for a letdown there. That's why I'm kind of wary. I mean, I know it's yes, the Vancouver Canucks, definitely. but I'm wary of Edmonton as well tonight, and I'm kind of wary of the Bruins there. And like you brought up, Halak has not looked well in this second half of the season. Uh, Yes, obviously, he had the COVID pause, and and that's going to get anybody out of whack, and it's going to take a while for him to find his game. But just even before that, he was trending the wrong way, and there's been something off. So I'm going to stay away from this game, but if I'm looking at this, there's one part of me that says, all right, this guy wants to come out now and show that he's got his game ready for the playoffs because he's essentially losing his backup spot to Jeremy Swayman. Uh, trust me, if they start the playoffs tomorrow, Jeremy Swayman's the backup, not Yara Halak. So I wonder if that motivation helps him finally find his game tonight. And and that's why, Ian, I would kind of go the opposite way. If I was going to do anything on this game, I would actually touch the total, but I would go the opposite way and look at the under. Just based on the dismal uh, performance from the Devils last night, I don't see them being much better. They They really just kind of like screw it. You know, it is what it is now. Um, so I would lean towards the under, but I'm going to pass on this one.
2: All right, passing on this one, but you're right, Halak might might have that incentive because he knows, you know, he could be behind Rask and Swayman right now with this team uh, from a goaltending standpoint, so this is important. This is a start where, look, if he wants to even get a, a little bit of an inkling of a potential to start, Uh, moving forward. uh, He's going to have to show something here uh, in this game uh, against uh, the Devils tonight. And again, the Devils uh, shut down by the Bruins tonight. We'll see if they can uh, get their offense going uh, here tonight in the rematch. Uh, Next game on the uh, slate here, we've got the uh, Chicago Blackhawks and the Carolina Hurricanes in this one. Carolina minus 290 uh, home favorites here. The total 6 shaded to the over, 6.5 in some spots. Uh, The same two bets for me that I went with last night. They went two and zero in this game. The Carolina team total uh, over three and a half cashed. Uh, the game went over the total for the full game as well. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with those exact same two bets here uh, tonight uh, in this game uh, with Chicago and Carolina. I like Carolina team total over three and a half again uh, minus one forty five, and I like the full game over six, even six and a half. If if, if that's all that you can find, uh, I would go with that as well. Um, Colin Delia will be a net for Chicago. He hasn't started in a very long time. I remember he had been out for a bit. They've been going with mostly Kevin Lankinen and Malcolm Subban once in a while. It's been a while since Delia's played. This Blackhawk defense in front of them right now, or in front of any of their goalies right now, is just not very good. Not keeping the puck out of their own net. Breakdowns, uh, just too many odd man rushes as well. That's been an issue. Uh, And we saw it again last night in the loss to Carolina. Uh, I don't think it's a good situation for Delia with a defense that's not playing well. And we mentioned the Calvin DeHaan absence is make is is significant for the Blackhawks because he's their best stay at home uh, shut down defenseman. So uh, this looks like a night where Carolina scores the majority of the goals again. Probably they're still trying to you know make sure they put their foot down and win first place in the division. As long as Florida you know who beat Dallas in overtime last night, as long as Florida keeps winning, there's still going to be pressure on Carolina to keep winning and make sure that they keep uh, uh, ahead of the, Pan- the Panthers for first in the division. So I don't think Carolina's taking anything for granted tonight. Uh, I'm on Carolina team total, uh, over 3.5 minus 145, and also full game over 6 minus 130. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Blackhawks and Hurricanes?
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, look, to, to, to the Blackhawks, just, they gave us more than we expected this season, but I think it's, you know, the reality is obviously set in for them. Um, yeah, I like Carolina. I'm actually going to just because you can't get much value. Like I'm going to get a little creative like you did there, too. I'm going to do Carolina uh, puck line in the first period on this one just to get a little more value there. I see them coming out strong out of the gate against a rusty goalie. Uh, They'll throw some I'm even tempted to do the over as well in the first period. I see uh, some quick strikes by the Hurricanes uh, as they get things going there tonight.
2: Yeah, that's um, even money, by the way. So Jimmy in Carolina, first period puck line, minus a half goal in the first period, plus 100. So uh, for Carolina to be leading after 20 minutes, definitely something that's doable, I think, for the Hurricanes tonight. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, Philadelphia Flyers, Keystone State rivalry rematch, and look, just an absolute clunker uh, from the Pittsburgh Penguins. There's nothing else you can say. It was a really rough first period. Philly got a, bou- a very lucky bounce on one of their goals. In that first period, came off the boards and right to Giroux, and he uh, ripped it top corner. Uh, But nevertheless, it was a poor first period for the Penguins. They'll be looking to play a lot better tonight. Pittsburgh minus 155, road favorites, total six, six and a half here, uh, depending on where you look. Um, You know, the overcast for me last night, Pittsburgh did not. I took Pittsburgh in regulation. Uh, They fell short. I'm probably coming back once again. Uh, over the total, it's hard not to with the Flyers involved and the Flyers can still score at times. And we saw that last night against Casey DeSmith. Smith, but Pittsburgh going back to uh, Tristan Jari uh, in net tonight, who's actually played a lot better lately after a rough start to the season. Remember how bad Jari was the first few games of the season and boy, he's played a lot better since then. I think Pittsburgh, I don't know what it was. They had beat Washington twice uh, and they took first place in the division, took over first place in the division with those two victories against the Capitals. But the Capitals beat the Rangers last night to draw even with Pittsburgh uh, for first in the division. I think Pittsburgh means business tonight uh, and comes out a lot better. So I'm doing a bunch of things here. I'm going to do the first period puck line in this game with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, and get a nice uh, plus price with that. Uh, You can get Pittsburgh uh, puck line in this game at uh, minus, minus a half is plus 145 here with Pittsburgh uh in the first period so to take have the lead going into the first intermission plus 145 for that Pittsburgh puck line minus a half goal I like that and I'm also going to bet Pittsburgh in regulation again tonight didn't come in last night uh, but I'm going to go with it here tonight Pittsburgh Penguins in regulation which is around even money a plus 100 and I'm also going to go with the full game over six six and a half depending on which book you have so three bets here Pittsburgh first period puck line Hmm. Minus a half, plus one forty five, Pittsburgh and regulation, even money and the game to go over the total. Uh Jimmy, what do you think? Penguins and Flyers.
1: Like, yeah, they they're gonna come firing out of the gate. I'm with you on that. They're they're gonna want to redeem themselves for probably one of their worst performances of the season. Uh, so I'm gonna jump on that as well, Ian. Give me the uh the Pittsburgh Penguins puck line in the first period, too.
2: Yeah, good price, plus 145. And all they got to do is lead after 20 minutes, and we get a good number there to maybe cash in at that uh, very attractive plus price uh, with the Penguins in the first period to lead after 20 minutes. Uh, Islanders and Sabres, we've got the uh, Islanders minus 230, uh, road favorites. Uh, The total, five and a half here, uh, shaded to the under uh, in this one. Um, I don't think I'm going to take the Islanders in regulation because the price isn't good enough. I definitely am not laying a, a puck line, full game puck line with the Islanders. Because again, with their offense, sometimes they sit on a lead, and if they have a two-goal lead in the third period, they might let in a goal and there's your puck line down the drain. So they just they'd rather just, you know, cruise home to victory when they have a lead. But I think they're gonna have a good start tonight, you know, after coughing up that third period lead to the Buffalo Sabres last night. And look, Michael Hauser and Sabres played well for him. You know, we've seen multiple examples now of teams playing very, very well for their goalie. You know, Anaheim did it with Ryan Miller on the weekend in his final home start. And you can tell the Sabres, you know, they dug in for Michael Hauser. They, They rallied around that whole situation and story. And it's a cool story. You know, a guy's been toiling around in the minor leagues for years and years and years. He probably never thinks, you know, probably as of a month ago, two months ago, Michael Hauser's thinking to himself, I'm never going to start a game in the NHL. And now all of a sudden, here it is, 28 years old. He gets that start, and they win in his first start. You also could see maybe a small little uh, hangover from last night. It was almost like a party atmosphere for the Sabres. Not only a rare win for them, but just the the situation surrounding it, uh, involving Michael Hauser. So I think the Islanders, you know, obviously – Barry Trotz is never going to like it when his team blows a lead. Defense is where they hang their hat on. Uh, defense is what Barry Trotz, of course, has made his name with. Good sound structure, good sound fundamental defensive hockey for all these 20 years that he's been a head coach. I'd expect the Islanders to get back to it here tonight. My bet here is going to be simply one bet. I think it's the best way to approach it if you like the Islanders here. Puck, or first period puck line, New York Islanders, minus a half, a plus 125. Uh, is the price with that new york islanders to lead after 20 minutes uh, islanders first period puck and the first period puck line guy tonight uh, this is another <laughs> uh, islanders minus a half goal plus 125 uh, in the first period uh, what do you think here jimmy islanders sabers
1: um i don't see a lot of goals in this one i think you're right the islanders will uh, want to buckle up uh, their their t- team defense Uh, Because obviously, like you said, that's their bread and butter here. So I'm going to actually go with the total going under for the whole game in this one. Give me the under five and a half.
2: Yeah. um, Again, I lean full game puck line with the Islanders too. But uh, again, just not crazy about that one. I'd rather isolate that first period because I think the first 20 minutes out of the gate is when you're going to get the Islanders, I think, maybe playing their best. You know, after what we saw from them uh, last night. And they have had quick starts lately. Let's not, the two games against the Rangers, they got off to a fast start. I think the first period was their best period uh, in both of those games. Uh, so I, that's why I think the first period is the better look than the full game to support the Islanders tonight. Uh, final game on this uh, Tuesday card Edmonton Oilers, Vancouver Canucks. We've got uh, Edmonton minus 165. Uh, Actually, no, that's the uh, first period number. Uh, We've got Edmonton in this one uh, uh, in terms of the full game, minus 200 uh, to minus 205, 210 in some spots as well. Big road shock, as you would expect. Uh, The total six shaded to the over in this one. You're right, Edmonton clinched a playoff spot, Jimmy. You mentioned it. You're a little worried about that back-to-back against the uh, Canucks. And look, they did need an empty net goal to cover my best bet with the puck line last night, minus one and a half to win 5-3, uh pretty decent effort from Vancouver, but it was really hoping keeping them in the game. The shots were like 31 to 16 at one point in favor of the Oilers and Koskinen was uh, not at his best. So uh, that made the game probably closer than it should have been. Edmonton really did control the play though uh, for the most part. And yeah, you know, I'm, um, I'm still going to take that puck line on Edmonton here uh, in this game. Minus one and a half, plus 120. I mean, I just think it's un- until I stop – until Vancouver beats me in one of these games from a from a betting standpoint, um, I'm g- i I got to keep going against them here. Even with that uh, clinching of the playoff spot last night for the Oilers, you know, they're still trying to stay uh, in the second spot. I think they will. They should stay ahead of either Montreal or Winnipeg uh, at this point in time. But they haven't totally uh, – you know, ruled themselves out of catching, it's going to take a mad, mad dash for them to catch the Leafs, but they are mathematically alive still for that first place spot in the division. They're probably not going to get it, but I don't think Edmonton's just going to cruise. And to be honest with, you, even if Edmonton's kind of lackadaisical tonight, is Vancouver in any kind of position to take advantage of that? You got to ask yourself that because it has been obviously a rough go, a tough schedule, a really yeah. tough, brutal situation all around. The team's struggling right now. Uh, they're physically, mentally, emotionally worn down. The games are starting to pile up. Think about the schedule, too. How can you expect Vancouver to be sharpier? They played all those road games, Ottawa-Toronto, two games in Ottawa, two in Toronto. Uh, this is now going to be their third game in four days with travel from Toronto back to Vancouver following the game Saturday. This could be just a team that just hits an absolute wall in terms of their physical gas tank. Uh, going into this game tonight. So I'm going to stick with it. I don't love it. It won't be my best bet on today's show like it was last night, but I'm going to stick to it. Edmonton puck line here, uh, minus one and a half, uh, plus 120. I was on the over. I added the over last night in the game as well. I don't know if I'll bet it tonight because it'll be Mike Smith probably uh, in net for the uh, Oilers tonight after Koskinen uh, got the start uh, in last night's game. And, of course, uh, Mike Smith has been uh, very, very solid in net for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, and he is indeed confirmed. To be the goalie tonight for Edmonton, but I absolutely uh, will be back on the Oilers puck line uh, in this game. Uh, yeah, McDavid points props and to score a goal. that I think you should bet that every night. They're trying to get him to 100 points. Like they're not saying it. Tyson Barry. I like Tyson Barry's quote. What do you guys think about Connor McDavid's drive to 100 points and you guys trying to get him there? He says, "Well, he doesn't need our help to get there. He'll get there by himself." Uh, That's a pretty cool quote, but it's true. (laughs) I think there's going to be an onus, though, for the Oilers. You have a chance to set this guy up or him to get points or him to put him in a position to score a goal. uh, They're going to make sure they get him there. So I think every game from here on out, over points, score a goal prop, anything to do with McDavid, uh, probably worth looking at, probably worth putting a few bucks on those for the rest of the season, at least until he gets to that 100-point plateau, which I think he's going to get there. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Edmonton, Vancouver?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking there might be. I, I like what you pointed out there, though. Edmonton does uh, just like the Bruins too. I mean, these teams are clinched; they still want to make sure they're they're going. They're in good form going in, uh, so they're not going to just coast. But uh, there could be a little bit of a letdown in this one, and that's why I kind of like the the total going under in this, uh, just the way Vancouver is right now. They're struggling, and then you know maybe Edmonton has a bit of that letdown, and that leads to them scoring less. So give me the under here, and yeah, in terms of you know, doing a prop on McDavid, uh, getting points, do the same thing with Austin Matthews too. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the the Leafs Habs last night and him and uh, Marta break in there two on zero basically. And it's like, they were talking about it earlier. I think I was listening to hockey central and they said, look, if you're that goalie, you know, there's no guest game there. You know, that they're going to go to Matthews to get him the shot and get the goal. No matter what. I mean, Marta can have a complete beautiful chance and he's going to sure enough. He does. He passes it to, to Matthews, So it's like, you gotta know that the team has that mindset. They know that their teammate is in the middle of an historic run here. Something we haven't seen gee, since I was in like high school, which is a long time ago. Uh, so it's you know, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. And for all those people who are gonna try and put an asterisk next to this, screw you. This is still amazing. And I think it's more amazing what they're doing in a condensed schedule with less rest, with COVID and everything that's gone on, to be able to have the seasons they're having uh, for McDavid and Matthews is it, just simply amazing.
2: No doubt. of course, I think they deserve even more credit, actually, for yep. their accomplishments rather than less and putting asterisks and all this nonsense beside what they're doing on the ice. Uh, they deserve full credit, full marks. I mean, tough schedule uh, in terms of number of games played in a shorter period of time and the fact that Matthews has got the number of goals he does – and of course, McDavid's going to very likely hit 100 points. Uh, absolutely, can't say enough about the seasons they both had. And could you imagine if they go head to head in the playoffs at some point? The Leafs and the Oilers, which could happen, because if Toronto uh, plays Winnipeg uh, instead of Montreal, Montreal Edmonton, you know, you could have a Toronto Edmonton division final uh, yeah. when it's all said and done. What a series that would be! Uh, if indeed it were to happen, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely, you know what, as much as I like the puck line, I like it with the Edmonton puck line. I think I like the McDavid props even more tonight because I yeah. think he's like again They are really going to go after it. The team's talked about it matters to them. McDavid's downplayed it because he always does. He doesn't like making it about him. He said, whatever, you know, if I get there, I get there. It's just a number, you know, you got to like the attitude, you know, taking the classy, uh, you know, the humble route talking about it, but the teammates want to get it for him. And I think deep down inside, he won't say it, Connor, but deep down inside, he wants to get it uh, as well. No question about it. Get to that 100-point mark, which would be amazing. I mean, 100 points in a uh, 56-game season. Think about that. The guy almost nearly two points per game, you know, with that kind of clip, you know, on average. So uh, unbelievable stuff from uh, Connor McDavid uh, this season for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. And yeah, points, props and goal-scoring props with McDavid seem to be the way to go until he gets to that A game in and game out until he gets to that hundred point mark a great analysis with jimmy murphy and uh me as always here on the uh, tuesday uh, nhl card and a little uh a little rant and a little bit of uh, excitement (laughs) as well talking about tom wilson which is always good keeps the show entertaining which is what we aim to do we aim to give you winners we aim to give you good betting uh, information and analysis but we want to entertain as well Uh, that's what we do here at the ice guys Uh, before we get to best bets. Uh, A reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Uh, Great time of year, NHL, NBA, and Major League Baseball on a daily basis. Uh, Great time to sign up for an account at DraftKings. When you do that, you'll get a deposit bonus. There's also weekly specials and incentives. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Uh, and use the promo code THPN. All right. It is time for best bets for this Tuesday card. Definitely not as much on the menu to choose from compared to last night with only five games, but Jimmy, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet tonight?
1: I'm liking that Penguins, uh, first period puck line for sure.
2: I, I like them just coming out flying. So, uh, I will go with that. All right. Pittsburgh Penguins first period puck line minus a half goal, plus 145. Good price there against the, uh, Philadelphia Flyers, that'll be uh, Jimmy Murphy's uh, best bet. Uh, My best bet is going to be, I'm going to go with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes team total over three. And I I like the full game as well, but I want to isolate Carolina specifically because is back for the first time in a very long time. He hasn't been good, or or uh, I shouldn't say he hasn't been good, he hasn't played in a while. When he has played, he's been up and down. The defense in front of them in, in a bad way right now. The Blackhawks, they can't keep the puck out of their own net. Uh, they can't stay out of the box. Penalty kill has started to struggle. Uh, giving the puck away too much. Uh, putting too much uh, duress on their goalies. Uh, that's probably going to be some trouble here for Chicago tonight. And again, they've been good to give up four goals at least to their opponent in all their recent games. I think more of the same tonight. So Carolina, team total. Over three and a half, minus 145. Uh, That'll be my best bet for this Tuesday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone, as always, for tuning in live on YouTube. We are live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple podcasts spotify stitcher and iheart can find the ice guys podcast there on all those outlets for jimmy murphy i'm ian cameron have a great tuesday night enjoy the games and good luck and we will talk to you again tomorrow on wednesday for another edition of the ice guys presented by the hockey podcast network